Magic Harmony. Welcome to Season 2 of Wild Magic Harmony. I'm your Bee Priestess host, Melissa Belliard. Circle up with me each month as I explore divine feminine soul tending and goddess-centered self-care for your whole being. This season, I will be diving deeper into all things intuition. You'll hear intriguing conversations, inspirational interviews, humor, intuitive readings, ritual and meditations, bringing you real-time healing, transformation, and well-being. Welcome everyone to Wild Magic Harmony. This is season two. I'm your host, Melissa Belliard, and I have a very special guest today, Ms. Bonnie Ashmore. I'll introduce her in a little bit, um, <laughs> but we're going to be diving deep into all things intuition with Bonnie today. And I'm so excited because she's just a beautifully intuitive person. And I think you're just going to love the heck out of her. Um, we actually had done a little bit with her back in season one when Deb was still with us. Um, she is still with us on the planet. I don't want to make it sound like she's not <laughs> when she was still with us on the podcast. Um, it was episode four, if you uh, want to reference back to that. So anyway, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll start by settling in first. So welcome to the circle, everybody. Wherever you are, just taking a moment to begin to feel solid surface beneath you. If you have your feet on the ground, you can gently press in one foot then the other, just solidifying that connection with beautiful Mother Earth. Maybe even feeling that awakening energy of spring as we approach the equinox. Beginning to settle the breath, settle the mind. Letting go of everything that came before now. So we can come into this beautiful present moment. So breathing into this still, still place. We welcome all that would be here to help uplift, uplift us in our personal growth. Help us connect more fully to the divine feminine. And we help that process by calling in all of the elements here. So starting in the east with air. Beautiful air, beginning to be more gentle as we move into away from March towards April. So maybe noticing the mildness coming through in the northern hemisphere, hemisphere here. A little tricky in New England sometimes, but uh, probably feeling that difference. Maybe even hearing the birds beginning to sing so early in the morning now. Awakening the earth so that all the seeds can begin to grow. And from the east, we move to the south to fire. Noticing sun's return, days getting longer. Lighting my candle, I have purple today, my little dragonfly candle. 
but feeling fire warm us, encouraging us to begin to strip off those winter layers, gently coaxing us to climb out of our hibernation and come back outside. And from there, we move to the west, beautiful water, melting snow, loving all of the beautiful streams around here, the rivers and the, the lakes, filling up with the sun of springtime, vernal pools. I have my magic sisterhood spray, a little spray of that. Bonnie's got her shirt on. We're all connected today. That's yeah. Thank you. Yes, beautiful. Amplifying that water energy. That's also good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so feeling everything, feeling the ice began to loosen, right? Everything is starting to thaw. And maybe feeling that own energy and your own flow inside the body, so much water inside of us. And then we circle up to the north. Coming to Mother Earth, beautiful Mother Earth. She's beginning to awaken. Maybe starting to see the leaves begin to make their way out of the dirt, pushing through any snow. The eternal cycle, every spring we can look forward to this. And I have my bee pillow, I have my stones for Ukraine as we're recording this, just sending peace to the people of Ukraine from this beautiful, pure place of love. And ourselves in the center of this beautiful circle, this beautiful protected connection. Welcoming our own spirits and guides, healing masters, angels of light, Especially Mother Mary, feeling her energy in this beautiful blossoming of life and growth. And ancestral energy as well, all who would be here again for our upliftment and growth, the gifts that our ancestors have for us, very deep in ourselves. So just having gratitude for all of this beautiful protection And I welcome you. Miss Bonnie, would you like to add anything? Um, no, not necessarily. I just okay. like, I heard it. I felt everything you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we're today's St. Patrick's Day and tomorrow we have the Virgo full moon and we have the equinox on Sunday. So lots of powerful energy moving around right now so my annual greeting for today is shamrock and roll <laughs> i love it oh so, god you guys you're in such a treat bonnie has such a great sense of humor i, I just this is going to be a blast i can tell so <laughs> shamrock and roll yahoo <laughs> so yes welcoming bonnie beautiful bonnie so um, and I don't think we've ever really figured out how many years we've known each other, but we both met up in Deb's beautiful circle, the intuitive circle, um, yep. many moons ago. I, I feel like it has to have been like 2013, 2014, maybe, that maybe sounds a little later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, we have, um, we had circled up with each other back in, um, last season, but I wanted to introduce Bonnie. I wanted to have her talk a little bit about herself. 
beautiful artist. We're going to talk more about her work. There's going to be um, references in the show notes for her, how to find her online. So you can see the beautiful work for yourself. And um, yeah, she's just, again, very magical and very intuitive. And we're just going to dive deep into that today. So Bonnie, do you want to just talk a little bit about yourself, toot your own horn a little bit? (laughs) Well, um, I, yeah, so I'm a painter, I'm an artist and a, a teacher. Um, and I've always known that was my path. Um, in fact, my mom tells a story that, um, like when she was selling her house, you know, she had a house for a long time. She found this thing that I wrote in first grade that said, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it said an artist and a teacher. Perfect. So I guess I've been trusting that intuition for a long time. Yes. I think I had that knowing voice. It's always been there. And I feel grateful that I have listened to it and that I've been allowed to, because I know not everybody has the same opportunities. Um, so, um, yeah, I very much feel like that's my identity because it's been with me for so long. (laughs) Wow. And I mean, what a gift to know that at such a young age, you know, many of us go through life and we're still figuring out what the hell we want to do. Right. So (laughs) Yeah, I feel really grateful for that. And, you know, being an artist is like, it is such a great gift because you always have something to do. You know, you're never bored. Like there's always another project. It's like it it can, it for sure can sustain you for your whole life. And it can sustain you, you know, in any kind of like health situation. You could be an, an older person, a younger person, you know, it's not like you're going to age out if you play tennis or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um you know, I do feel really, I feel really grateful for that. And I feel like, because like I've been doing it for so long because art has been a part of my life for so long. You know, I feel like we like know each other really well. (laughs) It's a long relationship. (laughs) Right. This is great, right? It's good to have it be there for you always. And yeah, probably more reliable, reliable than people. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something to turn to that's yeah, always solid. Yeah. So I love that. So, so, um, we'll talk a little bit about more. So you did say that you use the word voice and I, um, you know, we talk about having these three intuitive styles that blend into this knowing, um, and I would guess as an artist, you might be more of a visual person, but spoiler alert, we did talk a little bit about this beforehand, but anyway, I'm going to let you talk about it. But, um, so we have, you know, vision, which is, you see imagery, or you might have symbols in your life or patterns. And certainly your beautiful work is so full of patterns and sacred geometry. And I just, I love that about your work. Um, but also you talked about the voice inside. So I think there might be some voice for you. Um, and then we have vibration, which is the kinesthetic, um, ways that, intuition shows up for you. So if you would like to just let us know more about what you think your own style is, or maybe how it's evolved over the years. Yeah. So I, I know it's like you said, it seems like it would be more likely that I would feel that the visual is maybe, you know, the one that drew me in, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) Actually, I think it's more of um, the voice because I feel like when I am tuning into myself, I feel like it's a process of listening. I feel like it's the skills that you use when you're listening (laughs) and you have to be like quiet to listen and hear, right? 
And so um, that's really where I go when I need to like find my answers or like, uh, like guidance. And that does sometimes lead often, always probably in my case, since I spend a lot of time in my studio, it leads to something visual, but I feel like the, it starts more with the voice. And like when we were doing practice with Deb, you know, so Melissa and I took these um, intuition circle, I don't want to call it a class. It was, what do we call it? <laughs> I mean, it was really like a, a safe group to come together and practice these skills with each other and really, you know, make mistakes or whatever and not know what the heck we're doing, but still. So she, she brought us lots of different um, like media where we could kind of tap into our intuition, like divination tools, let's say, <laughs> right? And I found that the one that resonated with me the most, the one where I felt like I was getting the most answers, let's say, was when I would write things down, which came from words, right? Yes. And so for me, that's what I do. When I, like, let's say I'm having a feeling where I just sort of feel like some general anxiety, let's say, you know, we all get that, especially mm -hmm. these And you know how sometimes you don't even know what it is or like where it's coming from, right? So, you know, I quiet myself, I, I get a pad, a journal, whatever, and I start listening to myself. And I'm not saying like I'm crazy in your voice. <laughs> I mean, It'd be okay if you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's my own inner, you know, it's like, I believe that we, you know, there's wisdom inside and we kind of know, but sometimes there's like so much static. It's like you, you don't, you're distracted or you can't like hear the truth of what it is. Do you know what I mean? And so usually it starts for me with just writing things down and, and kind of listening to myself inside. And then that does often lead to imagery. Okay. Um, but I feel like it really does start with the, the words. Beautiful. And you um, try not to censor yourself. Do you just kind of do like free flow, yeah. extreme of association, like type of writing, which honestly is a practice that a lot of artists use, whether you're a visual artist or a writer, it really is like a common way to like generate ideas or like spark creativity. You know, okay. it's like, it's something people do. They is might that not like intuition or they might not say they're in like a you know a magical sisterhood but they're doing it <laughs> <laughs> does julia cameron talk about that in probably way does she do a little bit of that is to kind of like free your mind because there's a lot of like you know judging in your brain and you know obviously <laughs> maybe you know what i'm talking about um, so i think a big part of creating is to like be able to shut that part of your brain off the judgy part and just do it anyways. Right. And that's really hard for people, you know, some people more than others. And so the more you practice that, then I think the, the quicker you can get to that place, that freer place, that intuitive place, that place where your answers are, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I talked about this last um, episode that there's this ego voice and then there's the intuitive voice and they're very different voices, but yet they still take up space in our minds. And so that ego voice can be very loud and very judgy and very, and usually that's how you can tell it's an ego voice. Cause it's not 
supporting you 100%, whereas the intuitive voice, even if it's giving you information that you're like, great, I really didn't want that answer, but you, you can tell that it's the right thing and that it cares about you and it wants you to be successful, right? So I think that then, that's, you know, that leads into the, I guess the kinesthetic one or the feeling one, the vibration one, because you, you can, I guess that there's sort of two things, but one is like, you f know how it feels when something feels right. Right. And so if you can recognize that feeling and that can be tricky because sometimes things that are wrong feel right because you're used to it. Cause you maybe had like, you know, a bad pattern that you got used to and it feels familiar. <laughs> Right. So you have to get through that. Right. I, can I, can I just say, I love that you're making that distinction. Cause I absolutely agree that we have, and I, you know, I think we, some of us, especially when we were children had to suppress our intuition and create these false narratives to be safe in our environments and stuff. So thank you so much for making that distinction. Um, yeah, go ahead. You want to feel right because it feels healthy and safe and true to you. Not because it feels like a familiar bad pattern that you're just used to. <laughs> exactly. Because we all know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you feel that, then you like know you're on the right track. Right. And sometimes I keep touching this because that's where I feel it. Yes. Yeah, so Bonnie's touching your heart. So I actually would like you, if you don't mind talking more about like, what does it actually feel like in your body when you. So I feel it in my, my heart chakra. Right. And I know that people can, feel, and I think this is a, a good, like, you know, activity to try if people haven't done it is like, you know, think about something, you know, that brings you joy and where do you feel it in your body? And then you could do the reverse. Think about something that makes you sad or upset where you feel it in your body. And then you'll know, like, so when you feel something in the good place, that you associate, you know what I mean? Then maybe, you know, oh, I'm on the right track. Cause I felt it here. I felt it in my heart chakra when I said that thing, or I drew that thing, or I did that thing. Right. And so I think then that's like a way, you know, you're sort of like retraining your brain to, to recognize the things that are good rather than the, the familiar ones or the, the bad things. Right. I don't know well, knowing sense. what the bad things are, are, it is helpful information though, too. Right. So then, yes, you know. you can identify that too. Because right. then that's part of intuition, right? So like, let's say, you know, you meet somebody and you get like a creepy feeling, like you want to pay attention to that, right? And where do you feel that? You know, like, is that someone you can't trust? You know what I mean? You have to listen to those things and, and just pay attention to that. So that would be an example of like, you know, do you feel that in your stomach? Do you feel that in your throat? Where do you feel it? You know, and then, you know, that's for you, your place. It's kind of like when you use a, a, like a pendulum. You know, like it goes in a certain direction for yes, a certain direction for no, for you, right? It's different. It is different. Yeah, exactly. So, and so, I love that. And I, I do think that, um, so a lot of times, at least for me, the feeling when something doesn't feel good, no matter where I'm feeling in the body, it feels like a contraction to me. Mm. Whereas when I feel like something is right, I just, I'll either, I might not, I might almost feel neutral sometimes. Like I won't, I just won't have like a strong response either way. And that's, you know, also a good sign to me, but when it's really true and it's like, oh, thank you universe. Thank you for that beautiful message. It'll feel very effusive and warm and spread out. And I am also doing that. You can't see it over my heart, but I'm doing the same. It is, my heart is really where I feel it as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, it cycles back to the original question of like, what kind of intuition do you have? But I feel like they are, for me, they're, they're connected and they kind of like one leads to the other. Um, there are, there have been situations where I really did get like a physical sensation about something, um, like with a certain person and, um, but that's not as common. Usually it's more like, you know, the 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 hearing or the seeing and the journaling like it's derived from that okay which I kind of like because then I feel like I can turn it on or off yes right <laughs> well we can't walk around like open 100 and yeah. you know it's a crap's gonna come in that we don't want either so it's you know and that's been a hard lesson for me as an empath to really learn there are times like I remember actually getting an aura reading when I was like, I didn't know any of this stuff. This is before I was a massage therapist or anything. And I was just kind of starting to dabble into this whole realm, right? This mm -hmm. amazing, gorgeous. And um, so the woman looked at my aura and I'm terrible. I suck at looking at auras. I, I feel like I just know when someone's like not in a great place versus seeing, you know, this cloud. So she's looking at me. She's all of a sudden, she's like, girl, you are giving too much away. <laughs> and I was like, at first I didn't really understand what she meant. And it really was, I just was walking around just like this open container and just all this, which was great. Like stuff was coming off of me, but I'm sure I was also like absorbing. Right? <laughs> She's like, you got to learn how to protect yourself. And again, I, it was, I was so young and in, in, in my, or immature. I, I don't know what the word is. I obviously I was not a child, but just where I was in my growth at that time, I was just like, I didn't to really understand what she was talking about, but obviously I'm much better at it now. So, yeah. So, um, do you mind talking a little more about the physical feelings you've had or you don't have to like name names uh, or anything, but no, um, uh, for me, mostly it's actually related to medical stuff. Okay. Um, and I think that's just because I've had, you know, a lot of, I mean, this will probably come up later, but you know, I've had like a lot of, um, medical, uh, I've had a lot of health issues. <laughs> and so I feel like tuned into my body because of that. And I actually think that that's part of my practice is, is like trying to tune into my body so I can be aware if something isn't like working properly, <laughs> you know, like, um, and trying to stay healthy. You know, okay. like part of this practice is, 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 a, it, I think it's like a healing modality, you know, like you can heal different, you know, it's like body, body, mind, soul, you know, it's everything. But yeah, so you're, are you talking more like a physiological sensation or like you're yeah. tuning into more of the physiology of your body? Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes um, when I you know, have done some intuitive work with other people, I kind of get a sense, like I'll feel something in a part of my body that that probably happens to you too. Right. It's it. And especially the past year or two, holy crap. I'm just like, Whoa, what's that? We, it's kind of weird and scary. It's not something that happens to me very often, but I haven't, it has happened a couple of times and, um, you know, and usually, you know, sometimes, I mean, I guess this, this sort of, connects to like, you know, that idea of like, maybe when did you not pay attention to <laughs> intuition? But, Tell you know, us more, girl. And you like ignored it. Yep. <laughs> um, I think that, I think with, with medical stuff, 
you know, cause you sort of, you, you don't know if you should say something, you know what I mean? And I think that, I think it's really, really important for people to try to tune into their body and say something if that something doesn't feel right. Because the truth is that like, you know, like the medical business is a, it's not perfect. And it's very mysterious. Healing is mysterious. There's way more than just like, you know, take this pill and, and go home. And like, there's so much more to it. And doctors don't, they don't know everything and they don't know all of the things that are going on with you. That's for sure. And they, you know, so like, I think it's really, really important to really try to tune in for your own sake, because a lot of times you're the one, unfortunately, that has to advocate for yourself. And I'm not saying that they're out to get you or anything like that. People are, you know, they have good intentions, but they just don't know everything. And so sometimes you have to really listen and, and advocate and say, you know what, this isn't right. This isn't how it used to be. Something's different. Something's changing. I want you to check again. And you don't want to be pain in the neck. And I know that's really hard for women, especially because we're supposed to be nice and like accommodating and all that stuff. But like, you only have one, I almost said an expletive life. <laughs> oh, you can swear in this. I'll, I'll check off the box. that says, is this clean? No, <laughs> we're going to get like a fine. <laughs> This is not for children. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I do. And I, it is something I, with my clients, especially I'm just like, you need to advocate for yourself. You are the only one that will speak up for yourself. It doesn't matter if you sound a little wackadoo, like, you know, what you, like you said, you know, when something is not right and maybe you just don't have the right provider or what's that? Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. So I, I a hundred percent agree. And I think that excuse me, I think this is changing for, especially for our kids, but I feel like my parents' generation, like the doctor was God and they knew everything and you didn't question them. And, you know, they just, if they said, take this pill, you're like, okay, I'll take this pill. And obviously they don't even say, Hey, what about getting a massage for that tight neck? No, let's just put you on painkillers or whatever. So I think that our generation is getting better at looking at other alternatives and not, you know, starting to question the medical profession, because again, they're not, they're not trained in every single thing. These more general doctors are obviously not trained in every single little detail of specific and things. Specialists are, it's, it's even worse because they're so like, like focused. Micro -focused. On, you know what I mean, and I, and I'm not saying that like, you know, I think you should respect medical professionals. I really do. Like I have a tremendous respect and, and gratitude, you know, but it's not all, it's not the whole picture is all I'm saying. And, you know, I think, you know, especially if you're like, you know, a younger person, um, you know, a lot of times and, you know, they, they'll like think it's not serious. So I was diagnosed stage, with stage three cancer. I was under 40, you know, and like, that's, I'm not in the demographic, you know, I'm in like a small, so nobody thinks that's what it is. You know what I mean? And so you have to like, just, you, you, you can't always take no for an answer. You know what I mean? I do. And sometimes you're, unfortunately, you're in that small percentage, you know, how they're always like, oh, only like 3% of people get blah, blah, you know what I mean? Well, what about the 3%? Someone has to be, right. Someone has to be that 3%. <laughs> it's not nothing to them. 
you know what I mean? right. Right. so like you know um yeah so I just think it's important to tune in and I think that's something that's like a a, a, a simple activity that you can do to start out is just think about how your body's connected to your emotions you know and how you feel like watch something a sad movie where do you feel it watch a funny movie where, where watch some like you know csi whatever you know what i mean like right yes you know that's something you can do without even setting you're probably doing those things anyways i and love then, that yes and connecting with that if especially if you don't feel like kinesthetic is your strongest um yeah. sense yeah and then i think we'll just help you too just with like because we live in this body and we want to know about it <laughs> yeah absolutely so thank you that's beautiful yeah um okay let me check my little notepad here for what we want to talk about okay so we talked about oh do you feel um do you feel like all those three come together into knowing this i do yep. yeah and actually like even though i'm a visual artist and i work two-dimensionally um i am very interested in vibration like in terms of like color and light and those things are kinesthetic right and like even sound like this painting is actually about sound so oh. i like do think about you know different modalities even though i'm working like two-dimensionally in visual art i do feel like it's it's all connected it's just like energy you know like that's everything right <laughs> yeah we talk about like even wearing a, a specific color to give you a certain energy or um i remember when i first um i broke my my tibia a long time ago and again before i really got into any of this lovely stuff and i just at night i was just in so much pain and i was on painkillers and all that but it i just it was so painful to like try to fall asleep and I just started envisioning a beautiful blue light cocooning me. And I don't even know where that idea came from, but it was mm -hmm. so comforting me, to me. And it was, I, I still can picture the exact shade of blue it was. And for whatever reason, that color in particular was just very healing for me. So I don't know if you want to talk more about the energy of color or. Yeah, I absolutely um, believe that. I feel motivated by color. I feel like color is kind of like what, makes me love painting <laughs> you know like I get like excited about like I squirt out like I'm like ah oh. like <laughs> maybe when some people see like a delicious cake or something that's how I feel like I feel like that <laughs> <laughs> like I remember when I was little and I would see like yellow chalk on the chalkboard it's like I just wanted to like eat it I didn't but it's almost like I wanted to put my teeth in it like the way you would want to put your teeth in like like butter or something I love that. Well, I, I probably ate some paste when I was a kid. I don't know if you guys got the, they slabbed it on your little piece of paper. And I definitely was not the only kid eating that paste. So. <laughs> not, I do not recommend definitely one star. No, and I don't recommend eating paint and I never have. I'm just saying that it, it has the same like impulse of like, you know, it's almost like it seems delicious. Like when you're like, you know, looking at something you want to eat, like you're kind of like, you know, I have that feeling with it. Yes. Like our with kids' cheeks when they're babies, right? We just want to like take a big bite out of them, which is completely unnatural. Right. Like you wouldn't actually do that, but like, yeah. So but you wanna. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way about color. I also um I do a lot of um uh uh meditations with color. 
Um, oh, tell and, me more about that. I want to hear about this. Um, well, one I did when I, so I did like hypnobirth when I gave birth to my kiddo and I did like a rainbow meditation um, where you're sort of like imagining like going through a rainbow and you're like in each one of the colors kind of and how you feel in each one of the colors. And then like, I remember when my child was born that I was in like this blue, like it almost blew into violet. And now like, I totally like associate my child with that color. Like, I feel like maybe that's their aura. Cause that's where I was like when they were born. That's amazing. And I feel like, I feel like colors do have, um, a hertz to like, uh, uh, H E R T Z or H E R. They do. Right. Right. Yeah, just wavelengths and yep. Mm-hmm. Wavelengths. Yep. Thank you. That's the yeah, science behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that completely and makes sense. The, the rainbow curves and all that stuff. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but like, you know, art and science are so they're like this. It's almost the same process. You know, you're, you're, you're observing, you're experimenting, you're using chemicals, like it's a chemical reaction, you know, like pigments, like, you know, like the original artists, you know, like before they had like, you know, Michaels, you know, they, they went to the pharmacy. To, that's, like, where, that, that's where their paint, what the pigments that they made the paint, it's, it's from the earth, which is medicine. Gotcha. Art is medicine, like literally made from medicine, not just that it like is healing to make it and look at it, but it's literally, right? Mm-hmm. That's a whole other thing. I got, got a book a podcast in. for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are there colors that you resist when you're working? Do you find or? Uh, I think there's some colors that are a little harder for me to use. And maybe that's a resistance and I don't know why exactly. Um, that's an interesting, I, I feel like I want to think about that a little bit more. I don't use a lot of green. I don't use a lot of green. Um, Does that elicit a, a certain feeling in you when you see green or? You know, and it's funny cause I do associate green with the heart chakra and the healing. Um, but I don't know why. I think it maybe, maybe it's because green is very like earth. It's an earth-based color, you know, like landscapes. And I, and I think that I'm more interested in painting things that aren't on the earth. Mm-hmm. I think I'm more interested in painting like the space that we don't see that is present, but not grounded in the earth. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I do. And I honestly, I, le- I come from, um, I worked at a pharmaceutical company for a long time in HR and I just, I love your molecular stuff. Like I, so it seems so familiar to me because I, you know, I, I used to, um, you know, they'd have the, the scientists, their presentations, like they'd come and speak to the community and it was all the molecular structures, excuse mm-hmm. me, <clears throat> which, which if people aren't familiar with them, just like Google molecular structures and you'll just see like all the rings and all the connections, all these offshoots and everything and how it, dictates how that whatever molecule reacts in the body or in the earth or whatever. So I love that. And, I don't and know if you want to talk more about that or, the, you know, the pharmaceutical, like, you know, medicine originally comes from like natural sources, right? So, you know, like not just the color, not just the pigment, but the, that's why the pigments were at the pharmacy because they also have like healing qualities, right? 
So it's like the medicine, you know, they come from trees or like taxol or or soil or, you know, like that's where, that's where medications come from. And then the companies make like synthetic versions. versions. Yeah. Our company was working on one that came from a sea sponge. Right. It was to cure breast cancer. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's like nature is, you know, you can say like being in nature is healing, but it like literally like it has this, you know what I'm saying? I totally yeah. did. And obviously years of herbalism, like that, this stuff still works people. So yeah. And again, that's like, you're saying not to displace conventional medicine. Cause there is certainly a place for it. And, you know, I don't know what your situation would be if you hadn't partake, partaken in it, but right. So even in the conventional medicine, those drugs, their original sources in nature. Exactly. You know, so exactly. Right. So. Good, mm-hmm. good, good, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think more about green. That's a good question. <laughs> green, yeah. yeah think more about Circle that. back, girl, and let me know. <laughs> my next um, green, <laughs> right? And you'll be like, "This one's from Melissa." Okay. Um, so any stories you want to tell about ways gu- intuition has guided you in the past? Um, I use it presently, or I guess that I would say it for sure helped me in my, like, in my experience with cancer, you know, because there were just like a lot of times where I had to make decisions and I was just kind of presented with different options, you know, and it's really hard to know, like, you know, you can have these you know, you have a second opinion at another hospital. These guys are experts. Those guys are experts. They have two different plans for you. How do you know which one to pick? Right? Like it's, and so you have to go in and you have to ask yourself those questions, like, and, and listen, like what's right for me and just trust that, you know, and ultimately you don't really know because you don't know if you made, you know, Uh, you know, if you're going to make the right choice or not, but like, you have to make the choice that feels right for you. So you do those, what we talked about. And like, when it feels like the right choice, you know, and I feel like I did make the right choice, you know, I mean, I'm still here, so this is good, but amen, sister, right. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, I might still be here if I picked the other choice, but I know that I, I had to ultimately like think about what felt right for me. And, you know, I did do something that um, was a little bit like, I think um, there was a little bit of a push for me to choose the other option and I didn't. And I, because it didn't feel right to me. So you have to, you just have to listen to that, you know? And, um, and sometimes you're presented with really hard decisions and you have to just kind of, you know, you know, yeah, I guess just, like I said, just tune in and just try to figure out what feels right for you. Nobody else, nobody knows. Right. And, and, you know, I do actually think that my art practice helped me with this. Mm-hmm. So, and all connected to the intuition because every time you sit down in front of a blank canvas. And I know it's not just with art. This can happen with other things too, but like 
you don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? It's impossible to know. It's impossible to know. Even if you made a sketch, it's never going to look like that, right? So you have to be open to unknown outcomes. And I know that's something that's very hard for some people. And I do think that having a practice, whether it's art or writing, or I'm sure it can happen with other things too, you know, intuitive practices, but I'm sure there's other mode out music, whatever. I'm sure there's many other ways to tap into this, just getting comfortable with unknown outcomes. I think that that is something that can help you like in every aspect of your life, whether you have cancer, or you don't have cancer, because there's going to be something that comes up that's like scary with an unknown outcome, right? Everybody's going to face that at some point sooner or later, you know? And yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah. I think the more comfortable you can get with that process and just knowing like, it's going to be okay. Or like, you know, something is going to happen when I'm in the studio. Some, I'm going to make something <laughs> right? like, and it's okay. If it's not like the best thing it just needs to happen. I need to get it out. I need to make it. Maybe it's the thing that's going to give me the idea for the next thing, or maybe it's the, you know what I mean? And just trusting that process. And, um, so I guess it is just, it's all connected. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you're saying that. Cause I feel like for myself, I'm a perfectionist. So it's really hard for me to let go of an out or an expected outcome that I want something to be a certain way. And I really mm -hmm. just, that's my ego talking. And I just have to get the, get that, you know, go, I call her Marissa instead of Marissa. I'm <laughs> like, okay, Mar Marissa, what's that? She's your judgy lady. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. go sit down in the corner. I, I hear you. I hear, I see you. I recognize you. Like, go sit down. Cause that we're mm -hmm. not doing that right now. Um, so I, I feel like, um, and so it's interesting you talk about music too, cause I created the very simple opening to this uh, podcast and mm -hmm. it was, it, it just came to me. I was on the beach, which like so blessed to be in this part of the country. Right. Mm -hmm. I was on the beach and, you know, Deb and I knew we were trying to put this together. So obviously I knew I, I needed to create something, but I'm not really, a, I've never really composed my own music before, but I'm walking along and all of a sudden this, like this very simple clapping and, and this tune came to me and I just had to stop and be like pressing record on my phone and the wind's blowing and I can hear the seagulls, which is really cool. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like, I have to capture this right now. And I just, I, I just let my intuition go. And it would just, it was such a beautiful, and it just felt so good. And it still gives me the chills to talk about just, I love, maybe you feel it too, when you're in that flow or that zone of just pure connection, there's nothing in the way. It's just Absolutely. like, a, like a, a gushing faucet, right? It's just coming in and coming you in. You feel like in. it's like a channel. It's almost yes. like Sometimes you just stop and you're like, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> like, I know I was here. Like I saw my hand moving or, you know, you were doing your, but it's like, it's just, yeah, it just comes through you for sure. Um, so we were talking about being in the flow and in the channel. And so just generally, how do you find, even if it's not an art or whatever ways that intuition serves you in your daily life or how you're using it or even silly fun ways, like what color to wear today or. I mean, I definitely use tarot like regularly, like pretty much every day. Um, do you yeah. like do a, um, just one card? Like, can you talk about, do you have spread of four, four? Yeah. Maybe we can do four when we do pull. I don't know if you want. Yes. That would be what I, I usually do is the first one is, um, what's coming to you this week. The second one is what to let go of. The third one is what to call in. And then the last one is where it's headed. 
That sounds like a perfect, I think, totally think we should do that today. So everything. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, And it's a week. So it's like, a, you know, so sometimes I do it weekly. Sometimes I'll do it daily, even though that's for the week, just to kind of check in. Or um, sometimes I'll like do it with a different deck. Although I mostly use the modern witch that I'm going to use today. I freaking Um, love that deck, you guys. If you like check it, totally check it out. We're going to put it in the show resources. It is such a fun, everything, all, all women, all, not even women, all like, I don't even know how to use the word. Like everyone is represented. It's just such a beautiful, diverse, gorgeous collection. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, So I do that. I do crystal grids a lot, mostly for healing stuff. Like when people are sick or they're going to have a surgery. Um, yeah. Thank uh, you for teaching me that with, cause we used it for Deb and it was so powerful to be able to, even though I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was just like, it doesn't matter. It's about the intention. Yeah. And again, the outcome was just amazing and gorgeous. Like how did that come out of me? So yeah. And I do spoiler that. alert, it was the spirit. It was spirit. It wasn't me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do those two things. And then, you know, I do feel like every time I'm in my studio that that is like a spiritual practice. And um, I do some journaling, not a lot, but like when I feel like I need it, you know, I'll do it. I do some yoga. Um, I'm a teacher. I actually think that there's a lot of intuition in teaching because you have to really kind of like, you know, pick up on people and what they need and everybody needs different things. Um, and you know, so you have to be kind of tuned in to people, you know, are students surprised that you're able to do that with them or (laughs) like, you know, I mean, but it's just like, you know, some people need like a softer touch. Some people need a push. Some people need, you know, you know how it is like, um, so I try, you know, I'm sure I don't, you know, I'm sure I miss the mark sometimes, but like, I try to. I try to pick up on that and I try to make um, a, a place where people feel like safe to take risks and um, be open to this. I teach them about this, trying to be open to unknown outcomes in the context of art, which, you know, um, so you know. Because I feel like high school art was, uh, you know, I took a very basic class. I didn't really take anything beyond that. And it just was so like, okay, now today we're going to do this. And I know part of that was just so we can learn about different media and learn how to, you know, work with color or whatever. And I, I understand there was purpose behind being so, I don't want to use the word rigid, but just very like structured about it. So I, I don't know at what point, you know, art students are encouraged to really start listening to their own guidance or start really playing with their own stuff. I think that when we were younger, it was different. Like I remember even being, you know, in art school and like, you know, like this stuff that we were talking about, like connecting the spiritual realm and the physical, whatever, you know, all the, like they, there weren't, I didn't have a lot of an audience for that. You know, like my, my professors were not really entertaining those ideas with me. It was very formal. You know, you could talk about color and space and you know that type of thing formal stuff but not really about the any kind of spiritual content and I do think that that is shifting and thank goodness and I think one of the reasons actually is because of um you know the artist Helma Clint that spent a a Swedish 
um, early 20th century abstract painter. And she just had a big show in, um, I mean, she died, but she just had a big show in, in uh, New York a couple of years ago. And it's like now I feel like, well, you know, it's not just in the art world, like things are shifting, right? Like people are being open to things that they didn't used to be open to. And so now I feel like there's space in the art world to talk about these things. <laughs> and right, I think how would they encourage people to get ideas about stuff if they weren't yeah. telling you to use your intuition? I don't know. I'm sure part of it is just what language we use. And right. um, with when I talked to Deborah Roth last year, she was one of my spiritual teachers. She was talking about this gentleman who's really trying to introduce the idea of intuition to business people but he's totally not ever, ever using the word intuition, even though that's clearly what he's talking about. Um, right. So he's like had to repackage the concept of it, but it's, it's essentially like, okay, let's tap in here. So. Yeah. 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 Like I said, there's like so many ways to do it and we are doing it, you know, like the surrealists, they were doing those like free association drawings or whatever they called it that, but like, that's what they're doing. Right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's all kind of the same, you know, like you can say you're doing like hands-on healing, or you can say you're doing Reiki, or you can say that you're doing, I don't know. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I mean, whatever you're focused on is the source of that for you that works for you to get to that place. But I think the energy is the same, but that's just my view. I agree. And I, I feel like even in the business where like, let's say you're just an amazing financial person and you can see patterns and you can see things that other people maybe don't pick up on. I feel like you're totally tapping into that source Absolutely. and doing that, even though you're working with very, you know, concrete numbers or whatever. So and speaking of medical professionals, they, the best ones, they're very intuitive. I mean, come on. Right. So who was it that he dreamt about the snake biting its own tail and that's how he invented carbon rings. That was, a, was it Bucky? I don't, I don't know. Remember. Bucky ball. I don't know, but that's like, he, that's how he, he had mm -hmm. that dream. And that's how he discovered this is the actual structure of carbon. Like, it's just amazing. So. Right. Great. All right. Anything else you want to talk about with intuition or. Um, I guess I just want to say that it's like, I'm not saying I have it all figured out. <laughs> Bonnie, we were counting on you. <laughs> not have it all figured out. I am just saying that like, I feel like I have found some strategies, some that, that help. Right. Cause that's all, that's really the best we can hope. Right. We, you know, it's like the world is difficult and confusing and we have a lot of stressors and, you know, if you can find a way to, to have some peace, some centering, some like, you know, guidance and some, it also, I think it can give you confidence if like, you know, that, you know, it, it helps you feel like, you know, you're going to be okay. Right. Like when you can trust yourself, when you can trust yourself, that's what it's about. Right. So when you can trust yourself, it makes you feel like you're going to be okay. And you, you have what you need. You have what you need. I, I, that's like a mantra that I remind myself about a lot when I'm having a hard time. Like I have what I need. I have everything I need. Right. You know, you can think a lot about the things you don't have. Right. But if you think about having what you need and I'm grateful that I do have what I need. I mean, you know, I understand that that not is not something everyone can say. 
for sure. But in, and it, and it might not be, you know, it might just be even in that moment, right? If you can say that in this moment, I have what I need, right? Start there, right? Because then that gets you to the next moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? And I love that Eckhart Tolle has that. It's one of my, my mantras is I can always handle the present moment. Right. I don't have to be fretting about the past. I don't have to be worrying about the future. I can be right here right now. And I can handle this present moment, whatever's going on around me. I've all of those moments, right? We all have anybody you're talking to. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that's pretty good. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Um, and actually I did want to ask you, cause I did, I have, I do find this helpful sometimes. Do you have trusted people that you can also like, sometimes for me, like saying stuff out loud to someone else, even if they're not, I'm not expecting them to give me an answer for something, but just to like bounce ideas off of them. Do you use that process at all in any, any intuitive process or? Yeah. I mean, I think since, you know, we haven't really been active with our group as much as we used to be before COVID. Um, I think that I have done less of that. Um, and I would like to do more of that because I do think it's helpful to have like-minded people and to, to do these types, this type of practice. It's very, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I question it, you know, I talk myself out of it. I'll say like, oh, that's a coincidence or, you know, <laughs> I'd rather like, you know, and it may or may not be a coincidence. And that, if that's not really what matters, right? What matters is that like, you know, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily matter if you like tried to do a reading with somebody and you didn't get everything right, right? What matters is that you're, you're trying to tune into other people and yourself, right? To, to, to get wisdom that we have within us, that we all have. It's not something that just some people have, you know? And, um, everyone, so I did not tell her to say that <laughs> <laughs> she's not a plant. I promise. <laughs> I mean, that's what I, we, we're all creative. Absolutely. You know, something that everybody has. Cause like when you were a kid, you were making art, like we just do it intuitively. We do it. It's like part of being human. So whether you're still doing it or you're not doing it, you know, like it is in you. Right. And so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want it to come off with like, oh, I figured it all out because I have not figured it all out, but I'm trying to tune in because I feel like for me doing that and having some kind of practice, I feel better. I feel like it's a healing modality for me and my health is really important and I don't take it for granted because I haven't always had it. <laughs> right. So, right. Well, and like you said earlier, the more you practice it, the better it gets, the stronger it gets, the more clear it gets. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like for me, I can access it faster. Like I don't have to go through so much of a process of like pushing away Marissa, go sit down. Like I can just drop in a lot quicker because I've done the practice behind it. So definitely nice. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you. So what are you working on right now? And then we'll move over to the uh, awesome card bowl. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I started a new series. So I usually work in like these series. This one is um, actually, it's actually based loosely on tarot. And just kind of like the, um, 
the, you know how the structure of tarot is there's like symbols in there that are related to like Kabbalah and um, sacred geometry and that type of thing and the numbers. So I'm just sort of, um, I just started, I'm only on the second one. <laughs> I've done a couple of drawings. Maybe I'm on the fourth one if you count the drawings. Um, but it feels nice. It feels nice to have a structure and kind of like a direction to think about. Um, just, just kind of like taking like the sort of general theme of, of, of a card, like kind of like, I don't know, success or partnership or, you know, just like really like, like paring it down to its basic element. And then that's just my starting place. And then I'm going to make an intricate, you know, vis vis visual of it. <laughs> um, and sometimes it changes great. and you have mm -hmm. to be open to that. You know, sometimes you start one way and then you might actually even change the number because you have to respond to the work. You don't want to just like, you know, like try to control it. You have to also be open to it because it's kind of like a force too, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, another part, part of it. And then I think what's been interesting for me with this series is that like, I keep trying to make it perfect. Like I use rulers and I measure everything. And I measure and I remeasure and I measure and it's never perfect. And then I realized that's what this is about. It's actually, that's what it's about. <laughs> you know right. I mean? so, and we were, you know, we're talking about that, the, I'm just going to put the light on here, the pot of, um, you know, the pottery in Japan where they, you know, yes. it's cracked and they use gold to put it back together or like the carpet makers that purposely put that little imperfection mm -hmm. in the, this gorgeous, beautiful rug that you really have to look closely, but it's there. Right. Just to remind ourselves that, yeah, we're, we're human. Yeah. And like, even if you think you have, you know, the best laid plans, what's that? that um, right. <laughs> what I mean? Like, so you just have to be, I guess it's just reiterating what we've been talking about, just being open to the outcome. It's going to be what it's going to be. And that's what it's supposed to be. Right. Those are the steps you need to go through to get there, even though you thought it was going to be a different outcome. So mm -hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, how can we find you? And I, oh. I can't wait to see this tarot deck you're going to create. So someday I'm going to be a Bonnie, yes, Bonnie Ash, Ashmore deck. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be first in line. <laughs> um, so I have a website, bonnieashmore.com or bonnieashmoredavis.com. Both of them, you'll find me um, on Instagram, Bonnie J. Ashmore. And beautiful. And I, I'll put that all in the show notes. So thank okay. you. Thank you. Your cards. <sighs> Picking it for everybody. What's our theme this month? Where are we going? What are we letting go of? And um, what's coming up and um, what we need to call in, what we need to let go of. All right. So the first card is going to be um, what's Okay. I'll look, I'll tell you what they are in a second. That's like, uh, what's, what's coming up for us this week. <laughs> the second card is what to let go of. The third card is what to call in. And the fourth card is where it's headed. Okay. So interesting. All right. So where we're headed uh, I mean, what, what's coming 
what we're being presented with right now in this week is the three of cups, which is, um, yeah, do you want to um, describe it for people who can't see? Yeah. Okay. So three, um, women. So this deck is mostly women or, um, people who identify as women. And, um, so there's three women and they're celebrating. So this is the card of celebration. This is a good, this is a good card for the week. Also on St. Patrick's day, it kind of makes sense. Plus it's cups. So they're drinking something. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. They're drinking a very healthy smoothie. (laughs) Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Celebratory cup. Yes. Um, I love that they're raising it up in the air. Like that is such a, and I, I don't know if you've ever heard this about yoga. I learned it and I, I saw, I have to practice it when I'm angry, but basically you can't be angry if your arms are up in the air. If your armpits are showing, you cannot be angry. So pro tip there for everybody. Let me know if it works for you. They are like toasting something. So this is, this is a card of, you know, enjoyment and uh, revelry. You don't have to over imbibe or anything. I'm just saying, you know, enjoy yourself. Um, this card, this is what to let go of. It's the hand. And- that's a good thing to let go of. Yeah. Yeah. She actually so, looks pretty chill. Yeah. I love this card because it seems like it's a terrible card when you look at it, you know, like, oh my God, this guy's hanging upset. But if you actually look at the person, they are relaxed. And this card to me is just about waiting. It's just about waiting. And so you could look at if this is in the, the position of letting go, you could look at it as like, um, let go of the waiting. Like maybe now is the time to act. Mm. I love that. Okay. And that's perfect for spring energy, right? Yes. And it kind of goes with the three of cups, right? Yes. And then this is what to call in, which is a beautiful card. It's one of the best cards in the deck, the 10 of pentacles. And I can't really do like, you want to describe it a little bit. Yeah. So this has um um like a happy, it looks like a happy family. It has um the uh it actually is the tree of life, the ten of pentacles. This is one of the this is one of the ones I'm working on in my studio right now. It has to do with success and like attainment. It's like you're getting everything you want. That's what this card is. And that's what you're calling in. So you want to manifest what you want. You want to be really specific about it. You know, really focus on exactly what it is that you want and call that into you. Beautiful. And then where it's headed is the seven of pentacles, which actually is a card that's reminding you to take care of yourself and rest. So even watering her plant of pentacles, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's a lady. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I forgot okay. seeing what I'm showing you, but yeah. So it's a lady with, she's got a, um, yeah. Watering can and, and plants. And so it reminds you that you need to, um, rest, recuperate, take care of yourself. So maybe after all this revelry and <laughs> the calling in of what you want and the not waiting, you did some doing did some doing and now you need to take it easy and also watch the fruits of your labors grow right 
like there's a time for acting and then there's a time for resting. This isn't like waiting. This is just resting. This is just like your body needs rest. You're, you know, it's a healing thing. You know, it's also could be an integration of that success and of like letting go of stuff. So, and you know, we kind of air, you know, don't forget to hydrate, you know. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So, um, so this is a really positive spread. Yes, it is. I love it. Thank love you it. for calling that. Thank you, spirit. Um, yes. Thank you. I love it. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'll send it to you after. Absolutely. I, I sometimes will do that. You know, I'll take a picture and then I can think about the spread like later, you know, especially if it's like the morning and I don't really have a whole lot of time to think about it before I get into my day. Well, and again, it, it can be a guide for our intuition with having one of those as one of our tools for sure. So, and then, yeah, sometimes it doesn't turn out what we thought it would be, but we can look back and say, yep, that was accurate. Yeah. And it's not like it's set in stone. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to interpret these cards. You know, it's not, that's just, you know, so it's not like even if you got a card that like seems overtly negative, it doesn't mean like some terrible calamity is going to happen to you, you know? I agree. It could be something really minor. It could be something actually good. It turns out being good, you know, right? Like your car can't start, and then you miss an accident on the road or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So, like sometimes, you know, or we have these expectations or like things that we thought were going to be important for us, and we discovered they really aren't, and we have to just like put them aside. So, yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah, yeah I try not. I. I never read tarot with fear. I, I feel like some people might come from that perspective and that's where we get that like uh, ickiness. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I don't, I love my goddess deck too. Cause I feel like she really, even for the cards that are considered more negative, she definitely still presents them in a very like beautiful, open, uplifting way. So. And you know, when I read for other people, I ask them to tell me what they see in the card. Yes. Thank you. Because it's about them. And, and they also might have an association with this that I don't have, you know, and I want them to, it's for them and it's their own, you know, like, it just makes sense that, it, you know, I can say whatever, you know, but it's not necessarily going to resonate with them. Right. So I usually have them start by looking at the card and telling me what they see or what do they feel when they look at the card. And then I'll tell them some stuff too, but um, I feel like it should come from the person. Absolutely. And I've found people will, cause the yeah. goddess tarot has, she has stuff around the perimeter on hers and people pick out stuff. I'm like, I never even noticed that on the card before. Cause it's like, yeah. What? Like they'll see this little dog in the distance or something and like, yes. oh my gosh, it's just like my dog, whatever, you know. And you never even saw the dog before. You're just like, oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much. So yeah, everyone, I hope that's you take that and run with it and blossom into the spring here. So yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a fun week. Woo <laughs> um, great. So anything else before we open our circle back up and let our lovely, I just, I really appreciate you, you know, asking me to participate and being able to share some of my, you know, experiences. And I know that, you know, they might not resonate with everyone and it's not, you know, but it's just, it's just my little slice of my little world. And <laughs> I appreciate your, your interest in it. <laughs> thank you. And thank you. I mean, I just, I knew it would be a great conversation. And I, you know, when we were in, in our circle with Deb, I just always 
I loved hearing from you. I loved your perspective on things. Um, I loved your sense of humor. You're very like lighthearted and bubbly, but also a little sarcastic and a little salty. And I just, I feel like I resonate really well with that, that vibe. Um, so it's been really just great to get to know you a little better. And just, I'd love to hear how people are using intuition in their own crafts. Like how are they using it to, you know, guide them into whatever it is that they are on this planet to do. So thank you for sharing the art stuff. I just, I find it so, and I'm very jealous because I just don't, that's not the way I, you know, express my creativity and that's okay, but um, you do some beautiful work. So I encourage everyone to check out your website and uh, see you. the beauty that you have. So thank you very much. Thank you, my dear. Great. So yeah, if you want to open up the circle and then we'll close out. Okay. So I, um, I do my circle. I don't know if you can see this. I don't know. I know not everybody. Well, I don't think you can see it, but <laughs> I know you can talk us through it. Yeah. Different. But I start with, um, I do like the cardinal directions. And so I have lit four candles and I actually have them in the cardinal directions. Like I used a compass, <laughs> make sure they were in the right place. And yep, so, that's something everyone can get on their phone, by the way, I did that as yeah, well with my altar. Awesome. So, yeah. So I'm actually going to open the circle by starting in the South. So it's a little bit of a different order than you did. So the South is for the good times and I'm going to blow that out. And then I'm going to move to the West. And the West is for the difficult times. And then I'm gonna move to the North. The North is for the wisdom that we acquire from going through the difficult times. And then the East, the East is for new beginnings, which is perfect for entering into the spring and our tarot spread. <laughs> and would you mind if I read that poem to, to because yeah, this poem just is a poem I love. It's written by um, Mark Nepo, who's a poet and a cancer survivor. And it's from his book of awakenings, which is like a daily. We, again, we'll put it in the, um, the show notes for sure. So, and um, it is something I like to think about in the spring and just something that I think about because it gives me strength. So it's called the courage of the seed. As a seed buried in the earth cannot imagine itself as an orchid or hyacinth, neither can a heart packed with hurt imagine itself loved or at peace. The courage of the seed is that once cracking, it cracks all the way. Because sometimes we have to crack all the way. That's how the light gets in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That was beautiful. You're welcome. All right, my dear. Thank Thanks again so for joining us and sharing your beautiful wisdom. And when you get it all figured out, we'll do another podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> Until then. All right. Thank you. I will so be on the lookout for uh, Bonnie's tarot deck in the near future. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'll come back when that's done for sure. <laughs> Please. I would. Oh my God. I was, I'm telling you first in line. So sign me up. <laughs> All right, my dear. And well, thank you everyone. May you have a wonderful spring. Let those beautiful seeds we all planted during our winter hibernation be beautiful and fruitful and abundant and prosperous. And crack open.
crack open exactly. So mm -hmm. yeah, blessed be. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining our circle today at Wild Magic Harmony. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to our podcast, star us, and comment wherever you listen to our podcasts. Feedback is our friend, so please drop us a love note and tell us how you're tending your sacred soul at wildmagicharmony at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Wild Magic Harmony is created and produced by Deborah Fay and Melissa Belliard, with original artwork by Deborah Fay and original music by Melissa Belliard.